Good morning, QBC. So nice to see all of us uh, back uh, in person to worship. Uh, it feels a little bit more like pre-COVID now, right? If you look around, wow, the hall is almost full. Okay, but there are still seats available. So those online, please uh, come back and worship with us. Today, we continue with the series on following Jesus. Uh, so great a cloud of witnesses. And the witness that we are going to consider today is George Mueller. Okay, uh, George Mueller. And there are two things about George Mueller. One, he's a man of prayer. Secondly, he is one who trusts God to provide for him. Okay, uh, George Mueller's uh, life was changed when he applied Psalm 81 verse 10. Okay, but before we consider Psalm 81 verse 10, I would like to take us through uh, Psalm 81. Okay, Psalm 81 can be broken up into three uh, portions. Uh, first portion from verse 1 to verse 5, praising God's name. Second portion from verse 6 to verse 10. And last, lastly, uh, obeying God's will from 11 to 16. So verse 1 to verse 5 talks about praising God's name. Okay? If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm 81. I'll be reading from the NIV uh, version. Sing for joy to God, our strength. Shout aloud to the God of Jacob. Begin the music, strike the timbrel, play the melodious harp and lie. Sound the ram's horn at the new moon and when the moon is full on the day of our festival. It is a decree for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. When God went out against Egypt, he established it as a statute for Joseph. As a follower of our Lord Jesus Christ, we must praise Christ. Okay? We must praise God. God delights in the praises of His people. Who are His people? Old Testament, Israel. New Testament, followers of Christ. God hears our cry for help and dependence. And He not only hears us, but He delivers us. You know, sometimes human beings, we hear cry for help. Sometimes, the Chinese saying, means to say what? I hear the cry for help. I want to help. I try to help, but I can't help. You know? Because we are not able to. Although we can try. But God is different. God hears our cry and He delivers because he is able. And he delivers his people. And it results in his people praising him for their deliverance from slavery and oppression. We know this very well from the book of Exodus, right? Where the people cried out to God for help and God delivered them. And the psalmist continues describing God as an unknown voice. Hearing God's word. I heard an unknown voice saying, I removed the burden from their shoulders. Their hands were set free from the basket. In your distress, you called and I rescued you. I answered you out of a thundercloud. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. God says, or the Sami says, that it is God who removed the burden from their shoulders. 
they were slaves, remember? And set their hands free from the basket. When you called, I rescued you. I answered you from a thundercloud, referring to the giving of the Ten Commandments. Remember, the shaking mountain, the smoky shaking mountain, and nobody there to go near. Uh, and there was a voice, and, and Moses was sent by the people to go up that mountain. Ten Commandments. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. At Meribah, the people were thirsty, right? And they were very angry, right? And God tested them there. And Moses was used by God to provide water. Verse 11, or verse 8, sorry. Hear me, my people, and I will warn you. If only, if you would only listen to me, Israel. You shall have no foreign gods among you. You shall not worship any god other than me. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will feel it. Hear God. Listen to God. If only you would listen, God says. If only you would listen, God's people. If only you would listen. You shall not worship any god other than Him. I pause here and we ought to ask ourselves, not just judge Israel, we ask ourselves, is there any other God other than God Himself in our lives? You shall not worship any God other than Him. He is the God who brought you up out of Egypt. Egypt it's a picture of our sin, right? Just like God delivered Israel out of Egypt, God has delivered us out of slavery from sin and bondage of sin. And we are now free. Verse 11 onwards describes for us the response of Israel. And it is a great lesson for us in obeying God's will. Obeying God's will. Verse 11. But my people, referring to Israel, would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. God's people, submit to God's will. Otherwise, God may give us over to our own stubborn hearts. And then we may have to learn from our own disobedience where we follow our own ideas, advices and devices. Verse 13. If my people would only listen to me, if Israel would only follow my ways, how quickly I would subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. If only God's people would listen to God and follow God's will, God will subdue their enemies enemies because that has been God's plan all along. God wanted to give them that land. God told them to drive their enemies out and I will be with you. Remember? Failure to do so. They struggle until today. Not following God's way 
Israel continues to struggle with their enemies even until today. What about us and our sins? Have we driven out our sins from our lives? Or do we continue to coexist and then continue to struggle? Verse 15. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before Him and their punishment would last forever. But you will be fed with the finest of wheat, with honey from the rock. I will satisfy you. We know that no one can stand against the Lord. Those who hate God, their punishment will last forever. But God's people will be fed by God with the finest wheat and honey from the rock. As a follower of Jesus, we worship Christ by praising His name. We hear God's word and we obey His will. That is Psalm 81. We also need to trust in God's provision because of the background, we understand how God delivered the people, how God provided for His people, and how He desires His people to obey Him. George Mueller is a witness to this truth, the truth of trusting God for His provision. Who is George Mueller? George Mueller lived from 1805 to 1898. Do your math, he lived quite a long life. 90 over years old, right? And he was a missionary serving in Bristol, England. And he is best remembered for starting many orphanages in England. In his lifetime, he cared for 10,024 orphans. I pause here and let that number sing in for a while. 10,024 orphans. Now you imagine uh, you have one orphan in your house and take care of the orphan. Maybe easy for some. Try five. Five orphans. He was used by God to take care of 10,024 orphans. He established 117 schools which offered Christian education to more than 120,000 students. Some of us here are principals. Some of us run schools, right? How many schools do we run? One, two, maybe at most three. <laughs> 117 schools. I do not know how he managed that. By God's grace, he did. How did he do all this? He was a man of prayer. He was a man of prayer. He prayed about God's will, what God wants him to do. And God provided him through free will offerings. All the funding for the buildings, all the running of the orphanages came from free will offering for which Mueller prayed. He never ever asked for donations. Never ever had funfair. Never ever have building project. He just prayed and God provided. Nor did he go into any debt. Even though the five homes cost more than £100,000 to build. This is in 1805. 1805. How many hundred years of, ago? And £100,000 is a lot of money. Think about exchange. Think about 
what 100,000 pounds can do. Many times he received unsolicited food donation only hours before they were needed to feed the children, further strengthening his faith in God. You see, when we have need and when we come to God in dependence, when we are hungry and God feeds us and provides for us, our faith grows. When we are comfortable and fed, we don't grow. Yesterday, I had a meeting with our cluster leaders, you know, and uh, I was very happy because one of the important things that we surfaced up is this. In our DG, in our small groups, what is our end goal? Is our end goal to become comfortable with one another and within the group? That is not our end goal. What is our end goal? Our end goal is to grow in maturity, in discipleship. That is our end goal. And how do we do that? Sometimes we have to multiply. Lah. Sometimes we have to receive new people. Lah. Right? Sometimes we have to sacrifice. Lah. But oftentimes, small groups, lah, we exist as though our end goal is to be comfortable with one another. And then when we ask you to multiply, the, the small group say, no, 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 I don't want to multiply. We are so comfortable. Okay, so that's a little bit of sidetrack. We grow in discomfort. Growing is not comfortable. Ask any child. Ask anyone who is growing. Ask any bodybuilder. Ask any athlete. Growing is not comfortable. But we must grow. On one well-documented occasion, he gathered all the children together at breakfast. And thanks was given for breakfast. He said grace. And then all the children were sitting at the table. But guess what? On the table, no food, nothing. I'm sure all the children were asking in their heart, you know, Mr. Mueller, where is the food? But nobody said anything. After prayer, after he has given thanks, there was a knock on the door. Somebody knocked the door. Mr. Mueller opened the door. It was the baker. The baker had come with enough bread for everybody and there were also leftover. Next, another knock. This time it was the milkman. Why did the milkman knock on the door? Because his cart broke down in front of the orphanage. And he didn't want the milk to go bad because back then got no cooler box, uh, <laughs> no refrigerator van. So he wanted to give the milk to the orphanage so that breakfast was provided for. But notice, he gave thanks before he received the bread and the milk. How do we pray? Oftentimes in Singapore, we give thanks when the food comes, right? <laughs> When the food is on our table, right? And then we give thanks. We open our eyes, make sure no fly dive into the food. And then we give thanks. Mueller was different. Although no food, he prayed with expectant faith, trusting that God will provide. And God didn't fail him. Psalm 81 verse 10 was a pivotal verse for Mueller. What does Psalm 81 verse 10 say? I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt, 
Open wide your mouth and I will feel it. Mueller recorded this in his journal. The whole of these two weeks, I never asked the Lord for money or for persons to engage in the work. On December 5th, however, the subject of my prayer all at once became different. I was reading Psalm 81 and was particularly struck more than at any time before with verse 10. Verse 10 reads, Open thy mouth wide and I will feel it. I thought a few moments about this word and then was led to apply them to the case of the orphan house. It struck me that I have never asked the Lord for anything concerning it except to know His will respecting it being established or not. That means he only prayed about God's will, whether God wants him to establish the orphanage or not. And I then fell on my knees, opened my mouth wide, asking him for much. I asked in submission to his will and without fixing a time when he should answer my petition. I prayed that God would give me a house either as a loan or that someone might be led to pay the rent for me or that one might be given permanently for this object. Further, I asked for £1,000 and likewise for suitable individuals to take care of the children. Besides this, I have been since led to ask the Lord to put into the hearts of His people to send me articles of furniture for the house and for the clothes for the children. When I was asking the petition, I was fully aware of what I was doing. That is, that I was asking for something which I had no natural prospect of obtaining from the brethren whom I know, but which was not too much for the Lord to grant. He started orphanages with nothing. Those around him don't have the means. This verse, two words particularly, or two phrases struck me. Open wide your mouth. Open wide your mouth. Mueller learned to pray and depend on God for all his needs. In following of Jesus, we too must learn to open our mouth. We must learn to pray. We must learn to ask God and depend on Him. We must open our mouth, trusting God to supply us our needs. Bearing in mind that all things that we ask is for the benefit of God's kingdom. You know, when we pray, when we ask God for things, sometimes before we finish our prayer, sometimes before we finish our sentence, we know the answer already. For example, if I pray for a big bungalow, <laughs> I don't have to finish that prayer, right? If I pray for a Ferrari, I don't have to finish that prayer, right? You and I have that experience too, right? Sometimes we pray, we ask God, and we don't even have to finish that prayer. That is not opening our mouth. That is opening our mouth, but very small. Don't ask for a bungalow. Don't ask for Ferrari. Don't ask for whatever, for your own selfish consumption. That you don't have to ask. God will provide. God will provide you with your need. What you need, God will provide. Ask for something larger, more 
Like Muller. When we ask from God, we don't tell God what to do, right? Do we tell God what to do? God, I want it and I want it now. Now. This is how much I need. When the people cry out to God in Egypt, when, when Mueller prayed and you read it for yourselves, he said, I do not tell God when to do it and how to do it. God has that prerogative. God protected the Israelites when he brought them out of slavery. He is the Lord, our God, and we can trust him. He called the Israelites out of Egyptian slavery and provided for their every need. He protected them. He helped navigate them. He supplied them with sustenance. During the 40 years they were in the wilderness, they didn't have any change of clothes. They didn't have additional pair of sandals. 40 years. They didn't bring their cupboard. They had no shopping center in the wilderness. God provided. And their things lasted. The Israelites lacked nothing. When they were hungry, God sent quills. I often joke, KFC delivery. The quills fly so low, you know, the, they, they just literally had to open their mouth and eat the quail. Delivery. When they were thirsty, God gave them water from the rock. Manna from heaven. All they had to do was literally open their mouth. They don't have to work. They don't have to... You don't have to have any credits, you know? when come, with, come to God. It is all by grace. Apart from their physical needs, God also gave them the law. And God gave them instruction to build the tabernacle so that they can be right with God. In the same way, God provides for our spiritual needs and God has provided for our physical needs, especially in Singapore. We have so much choices. We don't go hungry, you know. You want chakwetiao? I'm very picky in my chakwetiao. I have to go Zayan Road. I have to go Telobranga. You chakwetiao lovers know what I'm talking about. You will not go hungry. Every food court there is chakwetiao, but we get to pick and choose. Singaporeans, very blessed. What are we doing with our resources? That was the question that Pastor Isaac asked in the video. What are we doing with our resources? Are we thinking about God's kingdom or are we thinking about our selfish desires? Perhaps maybe what we should do is start to use our resources for God's kingdom. Use until we've got nothing left. Perhaps only then uh, we learn how to open our mouth and ask God for things. Because many Singaporeans don't need to ask God for things. Right? We have our resources. We are resourceful. We have bank account. We have food. We don't need to ask God for anything. And sadly, that is how we are like. No wonder our prayer life suffer. When we are hungry, 
we truly pray. When I was studying in Bible college, there were people from poor nations, students from poor nations. They didn't have money even to see doctor. Christian doctor, college doctor. You go and see the doctor, only $10, everything, including medicine. They don't even have the $10 to go and see doctor. Don't even have money to take transport to go and see doctor. One thing I observe, they prayed and God healed them. They prayed. Pastor Leonard, when he's sick, do I pray? <laughs> Don't pray, man. I just take, take my car, drive to the doctor, see the doctor, eat my medicine. Right? That is what, how soft we have become. Give to God's work. Open your mouth. Ask from God. You will grow exponentially. God will feel it. It's like, it's like the mother bird. You know, picture a mother bird bringing food to the hungry chicks. Their mouth open up and they reach out. Right? They just reach out. They trust their mother that the mother will not poison them. Right? They just reach out. And whatever the mother feed, the little bird swallow. We too must have that sense of hunger, that sense of need where we come to God. We open our mouth because we have a sense of need. We are hungry. We open it wide to ask for large things because we understand the greatness of God. How big is your God? How big is your God depends on what you ask for from God. Imagine your God. Okay, let's say, imagine your father, huh, your father is a commoner like me. If you want to ask money from him, how much will you ask from him? Very controversial, I know. Some will ask a few thousand dollars. Some will ask for tens of thousands. Some will ask for hundreds of thousands, right? But if your father is a tycoon in Singapore, what will you ask from him? You ask millions from him, right? Or maybe tens of millions or hundreds of millions, right? If your father is God, what will you ask from him? How big is your God? Open your mouth and ask. In the Hokkien, it's even better. English, open your mouth. Don't stand on ceremony. Don't have to be shy. Matthew chapter 6, verse 26 says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in buns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed 
like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, what which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will He not much more clothe you, you of little faith, you who are God's children? Open your mouth and ask. What will you ask for? Because God will feel it. God will feel it. Not God may feel it, but God will feel it. Be careful for what you ask for, because God will feel it. In Mueller's autobiographical entry for February 12, 1842, he wrote this. A brother in the Lord came to me this morning and after a few minutes of conversation gave me 2,000 pounds for furnishing the new orphan house. Now I'm able to meet all the expenses in all probability. I will even have several hundred pounds more than I need. The Lord not only gives as much as is absolutely necessary for His work, but He gives abundantly. In the video, you heard the testimony of C.H. Spurgeon or Charles Spurgeon uh, going to Bristol, speaking there and raising 300 pounds, right? And that very night, the Lord spoke to him, asking him to give the 300 pounds to Mueller. But Spurgeon uh, told the Lord, right? This 300 pounds was what I came to Bristol for, to raise so that I can bring it back for my own orphanage, Right? So the next day, he went to, to see Mueller and gave Mueller the 300 pounds because only when he gave in to God's will that he was able to sleep, right? So he went to Mueller's house. What was Mueller doing? Mueller was praying. And what was he praying for? He was praying for 300 pounds. And so, 300 pounds was given to Mueller. And Spurgeon went home and found that somebody sent him 330 pounds. God gives abundantly. God is no man's debtor. We are God's debtor. We receive freely from Him. He does not need us. We need Him. Friends, we have to get our thinking right. So when we give to God for God's kingdom purposes, God will return us with interest. He will give you good things. Mueller says, This blessing filled me with delight and He had given me the full answer to my thousands of prayer during the past 1,195 days. That is how long he spent to pray for 300 pounds. Oh, 100 pounds. 1,000 pounds. Uh, 2,000 pounds, sorry. Even myself, blur. But 1,195 days for 2,000 pounds. Friends, when we pray and we are sure that it is God's will, don't give up. Be persistent in prayer. 1,195 days for 2,000 pounds. Some of us are praying for the salvation of our loved ones. How many days have you prayed for them? 
Have you been counting? Persevere. Persevere. Because it is God's will to save. God says, I save households, not individuals only. Pray for them. That is God's will. Persevere. Don't tell God when to do it. Just pray. Not only does God know what we need, God also provides for them. That is the loving, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present God, our Father that we worship. We will be satisfied because God is not a stingy God. God is a generous God. He provides more than enough and He provides us the best. He says He will fill it. Not that He may fill it. This means that we can trust God to meet our needs. Remember, our needs are met in Christ. God knows our needs and He met them in the person of Christ. God died for you. He will not withhold anything good for you. And I believe that's the reason why ladies always ask the men, right? Will you die for me? Right or not? Will you die for me? Why? Because if the man will die for you, the man will give you everything. <laughs> that is what God is trying to say. I send you Jesus Christ. I will not withhold anything good from you. And then wives like to ask, right? If your mother and me in the water drowning, who you save? Very tough question. I give you a model answer, okay? This one, this one for you for you to keep. I will save my mother and I will die with you. <laughs> God gives us the best. John 10.10 10 says this, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and you have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Let us not use our limited minds to restrict God's unlimited grace. God can't wait for you to open your mouth because He wants to feel it. Remember, don't need to be shy. Just open your mouth. Learn from God's dealing with Israel. God loves His people and would fill their faith-filled mouths but they did not open it. Sadly, the rebellious nation missed the opportunity to be satisfied by God. If only they listened and obeyed, but because they rejected God, He can no longer be their saviour and reward. Let us learn from their mistakes and be the believing, obeying, faithful people that God desires. He is our God, our Redeemer, and we are bound to obey Him. Learn from George Muller. Open your mouth in prayer. And God will feel it above and beyond what you can ask or imagine. So let us now go to God in prayer. What will you ask God for? I give us a minute or so for us to ask God. Open your mouth and ask. God will not withhold. You want God to answer and fill your mouth? Ask for things of His kingdom. And after a minute or so, I will close in prayer and we can sing the response song.
Father God, we thank you that you are our Heavenly Father. You love us. You provide for us. You care for us. And you invite us to come to you with our mouth open wide. Lord, we do not want to ask things for selfish desires to meet our own needs. We do not want to ask things for QBC even because that is too small for you. So Lord, we want to ask for big things. Lord, we ask that your gospel go out to Queenstown. Lord, we pray that you save Queenstown. Lord, we pray that indeed we will be used by you, so blessed, so rich in resource, that we can be used by you to be a blessing to Queenstown and beyond. Lord, we know that that is your desire because you desire for everyone to be saved. So Lord, we boldly ask. We do not want to fear. We thank you in advance with expectant faith. And we pray that we will be good stewards of all that you send to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.